Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's February 3rd, 2023, and I am so excited because it is time to bring back one of our most popular series from last year. We're bringing her back. It's our sort of awesome regular Mindy Browse back to talk with me about all issues midlife. The Midlife with Mindy and Meg series is back. Mindy, hello, and how are you? Hi, Meg. Good to see you again. Yes, I'm hanging in there, you know, like yes. doing life. But yeah. yeah. It's been a good start to the year. So that's good. That's good. We did it. We made it through the first one twelfth of mm. 2023. <laughs> Phew. Yay. Well, I what I just said is absolutely true. Our Midlife with Mindy and Meg series, if you are new to Sorta Awesome, you can go back in our um in our archives and look for any episodes that say let's talk midlife. Also, Mindy, I finally went in on Spotify and made a playlist of just oh. our midlife episodes. Oh, I love that. Okay, I, that'll be fun to share. It took me like less than five minutes to do. I'm like, why did I not do this last year? I do not know, but I will put a link in the show notes, you guys. If you are okay with listening to podcasts over on Spotify, I've got a whole playlist. You can start at the beginning and listen through. And of course, we'll be adding them as we go through in 2023 because the the people have demanded we must have more midlife conversation and it must be with Mindy Browse and so thank you for bringing once again to sort of awesome your time your experience and your wisdom i'm really excited about today's conversation because we are going to dig in on the conflictedness yes the tension of aging how we are both trying to embrace our changes and in in resisting change and all of that stuff, it's, right? It's such a paradox. Like it really, it is. It, it feels like I have two me's that are looking at each other going, you're fine. Well, you need to do this. And I'm like, okay, um, <laughs> I don't, can you be each go back to your corners? Cause I, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. Right. Yes, exactly. And it's even confusing for me, a Gemini, we're known for our twin natures, but even I get very okay. conflicted when it comes to all things um, aging. But you guys, you know, we're going to keep it awesome. So Mindy and I are also going to talk about some of the ways we can really celebrate and truly not just accept, but have fun in this midlife season, whatever that looks like for you. We're going to talk about some ways to really have fun with it. So we're going to get to all of that today in this conversation. I'm Meg Teets, and this is Sorta Awesome.
Welcome back, Awesomes, to the show that loves to support you in becoming smart, strong, and social. If you have been looking for amazing women to connect with, a community that will support you no matter what age or stage of life that you are in, I'm so thrilled to tell you that you've come to the right place. Sorta Awesome is not just a podcast. We are also your community on the go. We want to support you wherever you are in the world, whatever you are up to, we are there with you. So if you are enjoying Sorta Awesome, please make sure you've subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any new episodes from us. And while you're over there subscribing, it is the perfect time to leave us a five-star rating and review either in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can leave ratings on Spotify in other podcast apps like Overcast, which I've used for years. They don't really let you leave um, ratings and reviews, but you can star an episode. And when you star an episode, that kind of mm. um, Overcast like makes a list of the most starred episodes to share with people. So that's a fun way to share sort of awesome. Of course, you know, you can just good old fashioned tell your friends, hey, you got to check out this podcast. Start with this episode right here, Midlife with uh, Mindy and Meg. You will love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea, <laughs> right? It really is still the best way to grow an audience for a podcast. It's just people talking about it. So please do tell your I, friends, I, you guys. All the podcasts that I listen to is because friends on right? Instagram specifically yes. share in their stories about it. And when a friend says, I'm willing to give my time to listen to this, I'm like, well, I'll check that out. 1000% no. agree. Totally. Yeah. So yes, there's so many free and wonderful ways that you can support our work at Sorta Awesome. And telling your friends about us is just one of those ways to do it. So Mindy, I really am so excited to dig in. We have so much to cover, but you know, let's go ahead. Let's start this show the way we always do with our Awesomes of the Week. If you're new to Sorta Awesome, Awesome of the Week is the moment in the show where we stop and talk about whatever it is that's making life a little more awesome right now, whether it is a book or a TV show, a movie, podcast, product, just whatever's bringing that gold sparkle to our days. Did I see you? Do you did you bring a prop? And is it is it a book? Mindy? I did bring a, it, it, it's a book, Meg. How did you know? <laughs> Um, you have a you have a uh, little propensity for bringing books to the show. So <laughs> let's yes, hear all about yes, it. Yes, I do. Okay, all right. So my awesome of the week, I have something sweet for you, and it's a really fun play on words. Um, okay. I have a book, movie, and a treat. Whoa, all in one. You all in one, Meg. A so. triple header like this. Is, this is unprecedented. Oh my gosh! No, I'm pretty excited about it. So the book I brought is titled Peace by Chocolate. Let me get a good. Can you see okay, it now? I can. Yes. Okay. All right. Piece by Chocolate by John Tatatri. I'm going to totally slaughter that, but T-A-T-T-R-I-E. Okay. And this is the true story of Syrian refugees, family, uh, um, extended family that yeah. had to escape from the war and mm -hmm. got to Canada. Their journey and their successes in the way that the Canadians embrace this family, mm. the Haddad family, is yeah. unbelievable. The patriarch of the family was a chocolatier in Syria, and his chocolate factory was, factory was bombed during the war. Mm. That was kind of the final straw, so to speak, um, when they finally were just decided they needed to leave. So I won't share a lot. Yeah, because I really want you to go read the book because it is told so beautifully. The author really honored the family and did tons of interviews, and it's really, really good. But there is a movie also, so really watch that as a family is called Peace by Chocolate. 
Okay. Um, a little piece never hurts. And oh. it's very good. And I wasn't sure I loved the movie because, you know, I'm such a bibliobore and I just really prefer the book. And yes. the book shares a whole lot more of the um, immigrant story and the refugee story and how right. they like, because it's more than just, oh, we decided to leave and we got to Canada. It was years of struggle. And so, of course, I'm going to really beg y'all to read the book because the book is just so, so good. But there is a movie, which is sometimes an easier way to yeah. take in a story. Yes, for sure. I had my family watch it, all our kids. I was like, guess what we're watching tonight? We're watching a movie that mom picked. And they were like, oh, no, because they know that it's, that means there's some kind of story that I there's want like, them to read. Yeah, exactly. There's like. There's going to be a point to this story, isn't yep. there? <laughs> I haven't done that since A Man Called Uva, I think. But they loved it. And then, Meg, you can go buy Peace by Chocolate, the actual oh. chocolate. They what? have a website. Go to peacebychocolate.com. You will see all their amazing chocolate flavors that I have never even imagined. Um, right. And a lot of them not only support the this family, who are now fully embraced as Canadians. They're like, we're Canadians now. Yeah, And not only did that family make it to this little amazing town in Canada that I totally want to go see now. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it's in Canada. Sorry, but it's specifically in Nova Scotia. Okay. Um, This community had, by this, when the movie was made, over a hundred Syrian refugees who had made their way to this little town of 5,000. It's a tiny town. Wow. And the way that the chocolate factory and um, company is helping the community. It is, gosh, it is so, so awesome. It's a great time to buy chocolate, right? I mean, there's a little holiday coming up that people tend to buy chocolate for. And yes. I would say that buying chocolate from a family yeah. who is helping their community is a little small business who's making a real difference. Go do that. Perfect timing. It is. I had a bookish friend from the currently reading patron group gift me an entire box of like six different chocolates mm-hmm. um, because she's the one that told me about this book, Meg. See, another another Meg. And I doled out one tiny piece to each family member and then that was it. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> you each, <laughs> each got a piece. They were like, mom, aren't there like a whole box? I was like, yes. Yeah. And did you notice that the box said to Mindy? That's right. Not Mindy and it family. Did not, it did not say Browse House. It did not. Specifically. <laughs> And my friends know if they want to give me permission to not share, they do not put Browse House. They put Mindy. <laughs> Perfect. So anyway, it's a really beautiful, awesome. Oh, to I just love it. Embrace the story and really think about how we can be like yes. the Haddad family, but also like that beautiful community in Nova Scotia. I so absolutely, I have to check this out. Uh, where can we find the movie? Is it streaming? It's streaming on two places. You can okay. run it on Prime. Okay. And then okay, it's perfect. on something else okay. that I know to be or something. Okay. I will I will be renting it on Prime. That sounds fantastic. Um, as you know, and longtime listeners of Sorta of Awesome know, I have such a tender place for the people of Syria, having gotten to meet with Syrian refugees myself in Lebanon back in 2016. Um, the plight of the Syrian people, it just it never fails to just like bring me to tears, but also there's mm-hmm. such a beautiful story of resilience and and the common threads of humanity. So this is exactly what I need right now, Mindy. Thank you. Love it. Thank you, Mindy. We will have links in the show notes for all of those. The the triple awesome that Mindy brought for you guys this week, starting off the year strong with the awesome. (laughs) Okay, Mindy, I have a book too. Yes. 
I don't have a prop to show you because I listened to this on audio. I suppose I could open my Audible app and show it to you, but I'll I'll save you the trouble. This is a book that I also came across because of the Currently Reading podcast. And the book is called The Bandit Queens. Have you read The Bandit Queens yet? No, it's on my TBR, though, um, especially after listening to Katie yesterday. I was like, well, darn it. That's another one. Yes. Okay. I love this book so much. It is an absolute five-star read for me. I am going to tell you lots of content warnings, though, if you have some sensitivities around these things. So this is the debut novel of Perini Shroff. And it, and she is an Indian woman who writes this book about her main character is Indian and it takes place in India. And so I'm going to tell you that the publisher description of this book is a young Indian woman finds the false rumors that she killed her husband surprisingly useful until other women in the village start asking for her help getting rid of their own husbands in this razor sharp debut. So that's the blurb from the publisher. I sort of thought um, going into this blind without hearing any discussion about about it yet, I thought, oh, this, you know, this could be like kind of like a fun, like, oh, um, you know, she accidentally found herself, you know, committing these murders, blah, blah, blah. I thankfully mm-hmm. read a lot of the reviews before I dug into it because this book oh. is amazing. It's uh, fantastic, but it's not a lighthearted romp. Okay. Okay. Okay, because it kind of reads, it sounds like Thelma and Louise. Right, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. This is not that. It is a dark humor. There, It's a dark comedy for sure. There are very funny parts to it, but the subject matter is very dark and difficult. Mindy, I had genuinely no idea until I read this book what life is like for women in India, particularly in the rural villages, not in the big cities that are more cosmopolitan and more modern. Mm-hmm. But in the rural villages of India, where things like the caste system and completely condoned spousal abuse and all of these things are just still very much the accepted part of culture and how yeah. things are, I completely own up to the fact that I'm just, I'm such a sort of like ignorant American and that I think that, you know, in 2023, that there's like this baseline of human rights across the world and there's not. So we have an amazing, amazing main character in Gita, the the protagonist of this book. And it is true. The, the description is right that everyone in her village suspects that she murdered her husband five years ago and that she is a witch and she's not to be messed with. Um, she did not murder her husband. And, and that's not a spoiler. That is, you, you know, that from the beginning. Right. But, and, and truly, there are other women who are coming to her who are like, they're miserable. They're being abused by their husbands. Their husbands are stealing money from them. Um, there's a whole thread of alcohol abuse in this. Um, and so the story kind of unfolds from there. We really get to know Gita and these women in this village. I do want to say content warning wise. Well, first of all, if you don't like unlikable characters, you know, characters who are imperfect, who are flawed, who do things that you're just like, Oh my gosh, what? No, like then this would probably not be as fun of a read for you. I love a flawed character. How are, where are you okay. on the flawed character spectrum? Mindy? I can go either okay. way. I can go either way. It kind of, it depends on the plot. Yeah. 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 
Um, Gita, definitely from the outset, there's going to be some things that, you know, might kind of ruffle your feathers, but stick with her because she is an amazing central character in this story. But content warnings, there is candid talk about sexual assault. There is an attempted sexual assault on the page. And so there is definitely some stuff that if you are a more sensitive reader, I don't know that this would, unless you're really willing to push through it for the story, I would just offer those as content warnings so you can decide if you would like it. But Mindy, what I love about this book, I feel like I'm portraying like a sort of like dream picture of it. No, the character development in this book is phenomenal. You get to know all of these women, their children, their husbands, the context of like how they're how they have found themselves in in mid-age, middle of their life, like we are midlife women like us, but in a totally different culture. And how Mm -hmm. women can sometimes in the most difficult of circumstances can work together, can come together to form these alliances. And Mm. um, gosh, I just love this book. And again, I listened to it on audio. It's narrated by Sunila Nakani. Fantastic, brilliant narration. I loved every minute of the narration. If you are looking for a book that explores feminism in a context completely outside of Western culture, if you're looking for an examination of class and how um, class and, you know, formal systems like the caste system, but also informal understandings of class and culture kind of merge together, or if you're just looking for something that is a wildly addicting read um, with a fantastic cast of characters, some of whom you will absolutely want to strangle. And some, I'm still thinking about this book weeks later after I finished Mm -hmm. it. It was so good. I highly, highly recommend The Bandit Queens. Just keep all of my content warnings in mind as you decide whether or not to pick it up. But Mindy, if you do read it, I absolutely have to hear your thoughts on it because... Okay. Well, one of my favorite things to do is to live tweet a person as I read. So if you're down for that, I will do that. This, I don't know if you know this about me, but I love to read all things India. Me too. I am am always reading more, more India. I can't, I just can't get enough reading about that culture. And I don't know why. This sounds like a really good alternative to Honor by uh, Thridi Umergar, which came out last year or the year before. It's big. I loved it, but man, content warnings galore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not any kind of like. There's no humor to soften the story, there's no right? Humor. Okay. There's yeah. zero okay. humor. Yeah. Um, but because I read so much about India, I I, I knew about mm. the rural mm-hmm. struggles. Mm-hmm. I am really glad that more books are coming out. Yes. To show the rural side. Yes, absolutely. So good. If you guys read it or if you have read it, please come and find me to talk about it because like I said, I'm still thinking about it. It's it. what a way to start my reading life in 2023 with the Bandit Queens. So good. I will put a link in the show notes for you guys. Okay. Well, enough of our awesomes of the week. We've got to get into this midlife conversation. We have so much to talk about and I'm so glad that Mindy is here to collectively hold our hands as we have these conversations. We're going to get to all of that when we come right back. Hey, awesomes, a new year means new commitments to those we care about. And that includes not only our family, but the planet too. If you've been wanting to make more sustainable choices for home care, beauty, and more, you can start today with Grove Collaborative. Grove carries hundreds of products aimed at replacing single-use plastics across your home and personal care routine. And by 2025, Grove will be 100% plastic-free, like Grove Co.'s concentrated cleaners and 
refillable glass bottles. They're friendlier to the planet and twice as effective as leading natural brands. In fact, honestly, that's one of my favorite plastic-free solutions at Grove. You can imagine with a family of seven, we go through so much hand soap in our house between the kitchen sink and the bathroom sinks. We are constantly running out of hand soap. I love Grove's glass bottles for the hand soap in the bathroom. It's not only plastic free, but they're also really pretty, like totally aesthetic. And it just makes sense to keep the plastic free refillable hand soap containers in every bathroom. We are never out of hand soap. Now that we've switched over to the Grove concentrated cleaners and refillable glass bottles, it's the best solution. You can switch to sustainable products for every room in your home, from laundry care to those hand soaps and more. You awesomes know that we are longtime fans and customers at Grove. You can join us in over 2 million households already shopping sustainably at Grove. Go to grove.com slash awesome today to get a free starter set with up to $50 with your first order. Plus, shipping is fast and free. Get started right now at grove.com slash awesome. That's grove.com slash awesome. Okay, we are back. And again, we are in the Midlife with Mindy and Meg series. Mindy, before we get into the topic for today, I have to tell you, you you will not escape the fate of being somebody that I can't <laughs> stop talking about yoga to. It, you, okay. Get roped in. You're going to have to Please. listen to this too. Do it. Throughout the month of January, I could not stop talking about how much I cannot believe I have loved practicing yoga daily. And I have to honestly give credit to you and to this series. You really, you and I are so fortunate in that we get to hear from the awesomes like, oh my gosh, this really mm-hmm. changed my thinking about this. This changed my understanding. It was so helpful. When you and I were researching the episode about hot flashes and just like kind of other changes to our bodies during midlife, I told you in that episode, in that conversation that I just kept coming across over and over how powerful yoga is for women in midlife, in perimenopause, in menopause and postmenopause. I've always been so skeptical of yoga. I didn't think I could do it. I thought it was going to be too slow, that it wouldn't keep my interest. Mindy, when I tell you this has been the most magical thing, it has helped me. I personally have not yet experienced hot flashes, although again, they do say that yoga can help because it somehow like stabilizes the central nervous system, which can help with hot flashes. That hasn't been one of my symptoms yet. But overall, in terms of um, mental clarity, physical stability, even just like those aches and pains in the body as we get older, I have noticed a radical improvement in those things. And I am here to tell you, if it weren't for our series, I would never have done all of the research on that. And I would not have had that thing in my mind of like, maybe it's time for me to try some yoga. I did it. It has changed my life. And I'm so thankful to you. And for this series, it literally changed my life. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that is so, that is so awesome. Like really, like Meg, that encourages me because I keep saying I'm going to do it and I haven't. I need to, I need a little person in my room going, get up and do it. (laughs) So maybe, yeah, maybe I'll just start, you know, boxing you and saying, hey, Meg, what, tell me to do. Well, so many of us in the awesome community have been doing it with Yoga with Adrian on YouTube, which is totally mm-hmm. free and also very approachable for beginners. I had never done yoga, you guys, yeah. and I was able to finish that challenge. 
So very approachable in most of the practices, not all of them, but I would say the vast majority of them are like 22 minutes or less. So this is not a huge hour long commitment of your day. So. Okay. Uh, Congrats, Meg. Congrats on sticking with it and reaping the benefits. Good for you. Yes. Okay. Well, let's get into our topic for today because we, having started this conversation, you have heard from awesomes and, and listeners. I have as well how relatable so much of what we've been talking about is. And I think this is going to be another one of those things that everyone's going to be like, oh my gosh, yes, I hadn't put words to it, but I am feeling so much tension being pulled so many different directions with how to approach just the whole thing of aging, like the struggle of it all, right? Yes, yes. I've been blessed to hear back from people. And every once in a while, there's just kind of a little comment or a little something that kind of sticks with me. And I'm like, hmm, and I'll mull that over. Or it'll resonate so hard that I'll be like, oh my gosh, can you high five me through, you know, the internet? Because yeah. And this particular theme keeps coming up. I have been wanting to talk to you about this, but I was like, well, we've got a really good schedule going and we have a, you know, we have a whole list of topics. But this really came to a head this past week. I shared a meme on Instagram that said, it's all fun and games until your oversized shirts start fitting (laughs) or your your oversized clothes. And I was like, oh, hell to the yes. Meg, that is me. That's where I am. Like, I have this whole pile of clothes in a bag in my closet that I can't wear anymore. So I shared that. And oh, the DMs like flooding in. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And then at the same time that all the women were like, yep, that's me. My eldest daughter, who just turned 26, Mm -hmm. is messaging me and going, they're not oversized clothes. And mom, your body is your body. And mom, it's okay. And like, basically, like giving me like all this input, Mm -hmm. combating why I'm sad Mm -hmm. and frustrated that my oversized clothes are the clothes I'm having Mm -hmm. to wear. Yeah. So meanwhile, she's like, you can just buy new clothes. And I'm like, no, I can't. I, I, you know, I don't have a clothes budget every month, Hannah. Like, that's not like something I have in our family. Now, other families is not a struggle. So while I am like, frustrated and struggling i literally was getting it from both sides yes literally. yeah and i was like this this is this is exactly what aging is like yes and i was like meg it's time <laughs> we just, yes we have to talk about this it started for me the the conversation is really like when we're standing in our closet and we're like, okay, it's time to get ready to go out on a date, or it's time to go to a party with friends, or it's dinner, or it's just time to leave the house. <laughs> and I'm looking at my clothes and going, I hate this. I actually hate this. So yeah, and then the other voices. Y'all, it really is like we have two mm-hmm. things sitting on our shoulders. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't want to say an angel and a devil, because I don't, I'm struggling with the idea that one of you is right and one of you is wrong. But I do have two little things, people, critters, critters. I don't know, imaginary, imaginary <laughs> creatures sitting on my shoulder and one is saying one thing and the other is saying the complete freaking opposite. Yes. I feel opposite. like I feel like there's a real merch possibility here if we can do something <laughs> with the critters of perimenopause. Like <laughs> Yes. Okay, someone someone who's a design artist, get on that and get back to us because we will yes. love it. 
it, it really is. It's coming at us from both sides. It's both the, mm-hmm. you know, just like embrace where you are, like aging is a privilege and just, you know, be at peace and all of these things. And then on the other side, it's ways to like push back against it. And you don't have to, you know, it, just accept everything. Like you can do this, do that. I don't know. And don't even use the term anti-aging and don't right. do this. And- Yes. Don't call it um, plus size and don't call it right. this. It's, they're just clothes. Yeah. Let's just clothes and let's not call them sizes that are big and sizes that are – no, they're just sizes. And how about we don't even talk about – like I'm my daughter's even like, I'm not even saying body positivity anymore. I'm just saying body neutrality. Our body is neutral. Yes. And I'm like, could somebody – Shut everyone up and tell me <laughs> which critter to listen to. Right. It's yes. That that's where it's at, right? And so not only are we stuck between these voices. Yeah. It's how do you know? How do you know what's right? Right. So one of the things that I'm personally really struggling with today, February third, I am struggling with my body. My body looks different. Mm-hmm. I would say it looks bigger and looks wider. It looks fluffier. Mm-hmm. It looks whatever. Hannah Beth, my donut, would say it just looks different, mom. I'm like, well, okay. Yeah. So again, that's the voices, right? right? I think, oh, this is a bigger body. This is a wider body. This is a puffier body. This is a squishier body. Mm-hmm. And then we ha- I have the voice that says, no, it's just a different body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm touching this body. Yeah. And it doesn't, it does feel bigger. Is that, is that bad? Is that good? And now I need to lose weight. And then, ding, ding, here comes the critters again, Meg. You don't need to lose weight. Your body is beautiful. But then I have my doctor mm. saying, and me watching, my blood pressure is going up. Right. Mm-hmm. My blood pressure is going up. That means my cholesterol's okay, but it's borderline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Um, and then uh, the voice for that says... No, those medical doctors are wrong. That's old school. Uh That's not what it is now, Mindy. That is from the 50s, and that is old information. And then the the other voice says, no, it's not. You need to live, and you have kids to live. (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying? I know. I know exactly what you're saying. I live this reality for every (laughs) topic, I feel like. Here's Here's my critter conversation. Mine has to do with aging, signs of aging on my face. And Kelly and I just talked about this on the Awesome Overflow. That's our bonus episode that our Superstar Awesomes get every month. Um, And we had a group conversation, Kelly and Rebecca and I, and we were just talking. That's all we do on the Awesome Overflow is just talk and catch up. And Kelly was kind of talking about some of her like conflicted feelings about having gray hair come in, um, what to do. And I, it reminded me that I am constantly conflicted about my skin. And so I go back and forth, Mindy, just like you, like on the one hand, I'll be like, no, anti-aging products are a scam. It's just a way to deplete women of their money at their time of their energy when they should be like going out there and changing the world that they're so worried about how their face looks. And it's like, it's anti-feminist, like all this stuff. So that's the one critter, Uh right? Uh On the Uh other side is the critter that's like, when I, when I myself look at myself in the mirror, I feel like there's days I don't even recognize myself. And so if I want to do something to, I mean, and again, I kind of actually do think most anti-aging products are a little bit of a scam. <laughs> like I, yeah. I'm not quite 
ready or not. And I don't even know if I would do something more invasive than just products. Um, but at the same time, it's like, but can I do something that makes me feel better about me without this yeah. like, like layer of guilt and like philosophical meaning attached to it? Can I just, can I have glowing skin because I like to have glowing skin and not dull skin? Is that okay? Oh my gosh. Yes. That, that's it. Like what is, why am I judge? I'm, I'm judging myself constantly in these voices, but then I do. I walk into the world or, gosh, we just open our phones and both sides are claiming that they are right. So right. when it looks like our body, so like Meg, when I, have, I am blessed and grateful to have been able to carry six babies and it. I was miserable sick for 18 weeks, but I still was always in awe yes. of, of the experience. I really was. Yeah. It was just one of those things where my doctor's like, you're just one of those people that you're just in awe the whole time, even while you're throwing that. <laughs> and I was like, but there's a human in there. Yes. Like, oh, yes. It's just kind of surreal to me still at 52 that right? Annabeth was right there. Like, that's just weird. Yeah. And, and so I, I actually really struggled with my first pregnancy when I went to the doctor. Because I'm so old, it was the chunk, chunk, chunk kind of scale. Oh, it yes. wasn't digital. Yes, yes. You know, so mm-hmm. they're like, plink, plink, plink. <laughs> and I'm like, Ugh. Oh my gosh! And my do- my nurse and doctor's like, "What?" And I was like, "Oh," and they're like, "You know, you're pr- you're pregnant, right?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yes, but did you just see that move?" And again, I grew up with some really, really negative body image and weight right. teaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not only because I'm a child of the '70s, but and and I have lived that long in American culture. But my parents too, like, sure, yeah, you know, gaining weight was not acceptable. Yeah, and so. I, from that moment on, I started struggling. And so right there, I was like, this is amazing. And also, oh, holy hell. Yeah. I'm gaining weight. So yeah. But at least when you're pregnant, when, it started. when you're pregnant, yes. you're like, at least it's for a greater cause, you know? Yes. I was like, oh, this is magical. And, yes. you know, it's okay because they're, I'm growing a baby. Yeah. This is amazing. Well, Meg, I walk by my mirror now and um, there's some similarities <laughs> in what I saw you during, see yeah uh-huh and and there isn't that magical right <laughs> oh there's a baby <laughs> but I will tell you that I also do kind of look at myself and go this is kind of amazing like yeah my body is changing mm-hmm. look what it can do even though I'm also conflicted and I'm like I'm not sure I like that there's so much conflict there's so much tension so much internal tension and I do think I think if we do spend some time with it and like really mm-hmm. kind of explore those thoughts, there is something really radically incredible that our bodies, we don't appreciate it when we're teenagers because oh, we haven't lived very hardly any life at all. So it's hard to appreciate mm-hmm. the first radical change of your body as you go through um, puberty and your body begins to change in in new and exciting ways. <laughs> but right, on right. this end of it, having lived a lot of life and knowing that it aging is a privilege to still be alive and breathing right. and still participating in life is a wonderful privilege to look at our bodies mm-hmm. and know that our bodies just know. We don't have to instruct our body. We don't have to do anything to it. Our bodies just know when the time has come to naturally begin ending our fertility years and preparing us for, you know, the, the next season of life 
post-menopause, our bodies just know. And that's really incredible to think about too. It is. It really is. And um, I'm I'm glad you brought up the teenage, because in my notes, I, I put that something that's weird about all this is that I, I think this lie is still going around. So those of you who are in your 20s, chime in, let us know that by the time you're 50, you're totally going to have life figured out. Like, <laughs> you're going to be a full-fledged adult. Like you're going right. to be way for sure an adult. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you, you get it. Like you get it. You can handle it because you're a full-fledged, not pretending anymore. Oh, for sure, right? Definitely adult. Yeah. And that's a big, fat, freaking lie. <laughs> Definitely, and yes. I know I believe that. I was like, oh, you know. So to get to 52 and be like, and here we go. This is weird. Yeah. And I don't – this body that I've used and loved and taken care of and worked hard for while it worked hard for me is betraying me. And yeah. I don't want you to do what you're doing. Right. And my body is like, well, that's great. You don't get to be in charge of that right now. And I'm like, well, but I am. And that's another one of the two creatures. You're in charge. Mm. You can make it do what you want. And then the other voice is like, oh, honey, that's such a cute little cute little <laughs> comment because you that is true to a certain extent. Yeah. But the rules have completely changed. And the way that you get to be in control of your body now is not anything like it was before. And that is frustrating. Like, yeah. That's like punch the wall frustrating. And I'm not like a punch the wall kind of person, but it is. And I would say, Meg, the biggest conflict in this is, and I would love to know if you're experiencing this too, is really the generational Mm. views. Like I am seeing most women my age are struggling emotionally um, the way that I am. Mm -hmm. So because we grew up in a certain era, because we heard all the same things, and because our brains were formed by all right, yeah. We've had doctors, you know, mm-hmm. the same generations, all that. We're the ones going, that's cute and all, um, but my blood pressure is high, and mm-hmm. this is this, and this is what the medical community says. But then the younger generation is saying, no, that's fat phobia. Your doctor is fat phobic, and this is not correct, and the new data says this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't um, – Yeah. Am I am I supposed to trust? The data that a 26-year-old is giving me about a 52-year-old body. Not that 26-year-olds are not trustworthy. Sure, yeah. But, hey, you guys, guess what? You haven't lived in that body, and I'm freaking living in it. Right, yeah. And you're trying to tell me, no, it's fine. And and I'm like, well, but if I listen to you, am I going to die next year from <laughs> right. high blood pressure? Because... You know what I mean? Like right. the stakes are, are really the high. The stakes are very high, when, especially when it moves out of just like um, a sort of like philosophical, um, you know, just like kind of. Yes. Uh, love your body. Yeah. A theoretical, when it moves from a theoretical mm, to your okay. actual real body that does, you do have some concerns about that you would like to have addressed with, um, with a medical care provider of some kind, it is, it is a really different perspective when it's actually something that you're walking through daily yeah. and you can't and escape so it. it. <laughs> and you can't, I can't be like, you know what? I'm going to peace out on this conversation. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yes. So something, this is going to sound like a really weird phrase, but I feel like there's a lot of snake oil salesmen and women out there right now mm-hmm. for us. For us. Yes. I mean, that. I think that happens in any kind of group that's struggling. Yes. Like, like what should I do? The snake oil salesman comes out of the blue, right? 
you know, back in the day for hysteria, um, you know, it was, here, drink this. It's totally fine. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, that was morphine. (laughs) Um, So, you know, maybe that wasn't the best little, (laughs) here, just drink this little bit. You'll feel so much better. (laughs) You're going to feel so much better. Well, they did. Yeah. (laughs) And also, (laughs) you know what I mean? So there's always been peddlers. Yes. um, Gosh. Meeting certain things. And for me, this is really scary. So something I really have tried really, really intentionally to work on is fighting the diet culture. Yeah. Fighting, like the fact that I even know what that is (laughs) right now is a big step for me because that is not something I knew was a thing Mm -hmm. until probably seven years ago. And I was like, what phrase are you guys talking about? Um, And it was with when I had Jubilee. And I was suddenly around a whole bunch of young moms. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my my social circles drastically changed. I started going to this baby wearing group and they were all, you know, 20s and 30s. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Meg, I didn't know about how destructive the diet culture is. I didn't know that people are fat shamed. That was a phrase I'd never heard of. I didn't know that people were specifically spoken to in public. And when I started learning and asking questions, my daughters were finally honest. They had not told me that strangers were stopping them in Target Mm. and saying, you should not be that weight. You're a teenager. You need to do better. Or you should be in the bigger sizes. You shouldn't be over here. Or why are you fat? Or And I was aghast. I was like, I'm sorry. Hang on, daughters. People... These words came out of strangers' mouths mm. to you. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yes. I was like, where was I? Mm-hmm. They were like, well, you were looking at clothes somewhere else, you know? And I was like, well, now I can't throttle them. Like, yeah. oh, my gosh. But so I really have been exploring diet culture. But when it comes to the peddlers, there's a lot out there that I am even uncomfortable looking into. Even yes. though that critter is like, oh, this could be it. Yeah. This could be the book. Mm-hmm. This could be the item. Mm-hmm. This could be the program yep. that will help you get back into the shape you want to be. How do we navigate? Like even today, just this morning, as I was preparing, finalizing my notes to chat with you, Meg, I got an alert on Libby that said the Galveston Diet by Dr. Mary Claire Haber, mm-hmm. who I follow on Instagram. We both follow. Yeah. You follow on TikTok. Yes, on TikTok. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm too old for TikTok. Um, <laughs> and although she's there, but she's a businesswoman. It's totally different. She has people helping her learn. I have no people helping me learn. <laughs> You've got and a house full my, of kids who will help you learn. <laughs> oh, yeah, but no, they do not want me on TikTok. <laughs> They've told me. That's <laughs> They're like, fair. That is our, we don't want you on TikTok or Snapchat. Please go away. I, I thought about learning from other young adults or teenagers and then trying to figure it out, but that, it's just not worth the effort. But all that to say... Dr. Doctor Mary Claire, looks like some really great information. Mm-hmm. Um, but even there, Meg, like the fact that the book is titled The Galveston Diet um, instead of The Galveston Midlife Discussion mm-hmm. or yes. The Galveston um, Idea, I don't know. Like obviously it sells, mm-hmm. but that again is a problem. If the book is going to sell mm-hmm. be- it, because it has the word diet, yes. because of diet culture. Yes. So yeah. even when I see her stuff come up, I'm like, you might be great, but maybe you're not. Are you? We don't know who to trust. Yeah. Yeah. 
which critter team are you on? Right. And I have messaged her several times, been like, hey, this looks interesting. But could you share with me, is this like, hey, you can look like you're in your 30s when you're in your 50s? Or, hey, let me make you look younger again. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, what is your motivation? And so even there, Meg, I'm like, she seems legit. She's an OBGYN. She's a woman in midlife. Mm-hmm. But what? how are you taking stuff? Like, how are you figuring out what's snake oil and what is maybe good? Because I, I have no idea how to figure that out right now. Yeah, I don't either. I think that I have become a lot, a lot, a lot more skeptical about everything because I do, <laughs> I do think I am actually really sensitive to the fact that a lot of this is about how to make money off of a huge chunk of our culture of women who have, um, you know, the, Mm -hmm. we're in the phase of life where we do have more discretionary income to spend on these things. And we are targeted for ways that we can push back against aging. And so it has made me overall skeptical. So I've kind of, I've become a lot more discerning. I have. Um, you know, so when she or someone else comes up on TikTok, because again, I get on the part of TikTok where it's a lot of talk about perimenopause, some people from a therapeutic, like a, a counseling perspective, some from uh, dietary, some from exercise, there's a lot of different currents of information, right? And right. so okay. um, I think I, I become more discerning in, is this person genuinely putting information out there to benefit people? Are they trying to Mm -hmm. draw in new customers for their thing? Like try to measure Mm -hmm. what's the, what's the goal here. Um, That's, that's helped a little bit, but I will tell you that it, it does just feel like it feels overwhelming how much um, is targeted to women in this phase of life. And I do, on the one hand, I guess that's good because we're embracing the fact that, Hey, perimenopause is a thing. And like women are experiencing it and let's talk about it. And that is great that the conversation is becoming more and more public with every, every year, you know, Yes. at the same time, it does make it feel like, okay, now there's all this like rush of resources at us. And what do we do with all of it? Yes. And, and I'm, I mean, gosh, we started this in March last year Mm -hmm. and just since then the episodes uh, on podcasts, the podcast starting, the Instagram accounts, like those are growing exponentially. Yeah. I mean, obviously they're following our lead, Meg. I Clearly, mean, we're, we're know, usually on the cutting like, edge. Yes. Of course. No. But that's encouraging. Yeah. But some of the baggage that comes with that is sneaky old salesmen. So yeah. With more awareness, with people expressing more need, with people wanting help or input or direction, then here comes the products. But I think all these decisions in midlife are tiring, Meg. And I am so tired. Like when I walk in my closet, not only am I discouraged about my size, but I'm so tired that honestly, sometimes I just sit down on that floor and I cry. And I cry because I don't have very many options in there that I like. I cry because I want my body to look differently, but I... I barely have the energy to do mm-hmm. what I need to do mm-hmm. on a daily basis, much less um, exert mental and physical energy for other things. And then I just cry because I'm like, I don't see an end to this. Like, I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel on this decision making. And yeah. so then I have to go, how much effort do I want to put into this? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, well, right now, as I sit on my closet floor, I want to put zero effort into it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You know, those memes that are like, I had a salad for lunch, but my pants don't fit yet. I'm like, yes, I guess. That's it. so <laughs> real. Yes. Oh, my God. You know, and so deciding why I'm doing something. I mean, are you experiencing decision fatigue? Oh, absolutely. Yes. That's what I'm... Okay. That's the main thing is it's just overwhelming. And I feel like because the conversation is so new, I feel like that there aren't like um, sort of neutral places, trusted places that we can go to, to be like, this is, this is the source. I trust this. <laughs> because the conversation is new. I love how you said that. Because our moms didn't talk about it. the idea that you can have a conversation about menopause. Mm-hmm. Wait, you're going to talk about periods? Right. No, we're, t- we're talking about actual season of life. That's an actual thing. Um, they yeah. didn't talk about it. The doctors didn't talk about it. The women didn't talk about it. We talked in previous episodes about the shame of that. Yes. And so I feel like we're the very first generation. Yes. Who is like, no, no more. Yeah. We are not talking. We are not going to let you continue to code us as female hysteria yes. and not have a conversation about it. <laughs> we and will not accept how, that. Okay. We will That's not the baseline. That. <laughs> is it? And so you're right. We don't have the data, um, but we also don't have uh, reliable long-term yeah. help and voices. Right. So I guess so, in a sense, yeah. we do kind of get to be the trailblazers. I mean, it's an uncomfortable place for us. But maybe we can even frame it as we will be the trailblazers for this for our daughters and our granddaughters so that we can um, start to form this new part of culture that does absolutely embrace and celebrate and at least have like, um, like I said, just like a, a neutral place of resource mm-hmm. and information um, about this huge change in life. So we don't want to, you know, create this very unawesome picture because it is not, it's not a great feeling to live in a paradox, but there are (laughs) some really fun things that because we are the trailblazers, like Mindy, like we can just start creating the culture that we want to have. Right. I like the merch idea you're talking about too. Like woman in menopause living the paradox life. Like those are good things, Meg. I like it. I like it. Menopause trailblazer. Yes. All the, all the things. Those are great. But it is, you're right. I love how you're it's difficult, but we're willing to do it. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got some more uh, to talk to you guys about, but we wanted to kind of like, what does it look like? Let's imagine, let's dream what it could look like to celebrate um, this phase of life. So we're going to talk about that when we come right back. Okay, we're back. And I think, Mindy, one of the biggest things that we always want to emphasize in our midlife series is, you guys, you are not alone. Wherever you are in this, wherever you are in the spectrum, whether you are like fully embracing, you have no like qualms, no tension, whatever, or if you're like Mindy and I, a little bit more fraught, you're sitting on the floor of your closet in tears, wherever you are on that spectrum, we see you You are not alone. We are in this together. We will be trailblazers together, right, Mindy? Oh, yeah. One of the great things I just love about talking with you and texting with you is the motivation for this series has always been, we want you guys to know we see you. Yes. You're not alone. Yes. You are not living in a black hole. This, this, you have a community of sisterhood who is, is we're all in this. We're doing it. We see you. And yes. that means we're here to help. It also means sometimes we're just here to hold your hand, 
hug you, mm-hmm. hand you a glass of wine, yep. hand you a bar of chocolate, and say, hey, come sit down with me and let's bitch about that. Can we say bitch about <laughs> we that can, on your show? We can say it, yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Because that's kind of what we wanted this episode to be was a little more therapeutic. Yes. You know, the, the first half, first segment, we were like, okay, we want everyone to know, yes, girl. Yeah. I see you, all these things. I love you. Sit down on the sofa with me. This one was probably more like a, a glass of wine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, whatever kind of episode. Because clearly, Vindy and, and I are not the professionals. <laughs> we are just not. here to just... Just process with each other and process with you we, guys. That's right. We're here to, to process and have the conversation as friends, yes. not as professionals. Yes. But then as you and I were talking, like, you know, what are some things? We have some ideas to help. Yes. So, yeah. Well, um, one thing is truly, I think, opening the conversation with your friends, again, because it is a new conversation and it's like everywhere what I feel like it is that I'm seeing perimenopause pop up. Like you said podcast episodes, actual podcasts that are dedicated to it, content on social media, the conversation is happening. And so we can translate that from our online experience of it to like having these conversations for real in in person with more freedom, with more acceptance of it. And than our than we might have had with our mothers or our grandmothers. So like maybe maybe the Austins will be the ones kind of becoming the role models of what these conversations can look like. I would love that because I do think it starts there. It starts in the texting relationships. It starts in the sofa relationships. It starts with the ones that you meet for coffee. Yeah. At those tables, that's where it needs to start. Yes. And there is someone in your life, I almost guarantee, who needs you to bring this up. Mm -hmm. And didn't know they could right and, and and they need they need you to say hey you know i i know you're such and such age how are you doing with are you in perimenopause how is that going mm-hmm. is there anything and they may be like oh, i don't know am i and then yes bing, yeah. all sorts of really good affirmations and um yeah just support can start happening right right i mean i i've had some conversations with friends where it's like I just, I was so frustrated and so mad that I was just like envisioning, okay, I'm, I'm going to go find a divorce attorney. I need to figure out like yes. what, what's the cost going to be for a divorce. And then as it turns out, I was just in the midst mm-hmm. of hormonal upheaval because of perimenopause. Yes. And maybe if something like that, yeah. you know, offering first, like how it's impacting you can mm-hmm. start a conversation where it's like, oh my gosh, I would have not said this unless you said something, but I, we went through the same thing, you know? <laughs> right, um, right. So sometimes just being vulnerable and leading the conversation with, with that, or even, you know, like you did just posting on social media about <laughs> oversized shirts. <laughs> Right. The ones that fit now, right. um, uh-huh. but just you know, maybe have a, some a humor and some fun with it, and then see what conversations you know might evolve from there. I agree. I think the next step is, or a really important one, especially with today's conversation about the conflict, is just really start searching our own hearts and minds about what is my motivation yeah. and what do I really, really believe? Even if I'm not willing to ever say that out loud to anyone else. Yeah, yeah. Do I really believe that a thin body is the best body? Mm. Do I really think that women can look how they want if they just try hard enough? Like, yeah. 
like really kind of had those hard conversations with ourselves mm-hmm. because I think being self-aware yes. is key because it will show up. It'll start showing us where we're maybe damaging ourselves, mm-hmm. maybe setting ourselves up for failure or where we may be speaking some words into other people's lives or demonstrating actions in other people's right. lives that we don't realize. And we're like, oh, yes, because I really do believe this. I'm modeling. Yes. I'm modeling that. And I need to be aware of that. And I think for those of us who are more of that Gen X variety, that we received so much negative messaging about women, bodies, aging, skin, all of that stuff um, that was left over from what our parents and grandparents believed that I think it's especially important for us to, like you said, be self-aware, maybe journal it out, maybe talk it out with a friend, maybe talk it out with a counselor um, or a partner, just kind of check in with yourself about what your beliefs are. And I think that we can start to listen to and trust our own intuition in that so that when we do get confronted with someone trying to sell us something to get us through the yeah. perimenopause years, we once we've checked in with ourselves, we can be like, oh, okay, no, I can see how that'd be a great program for someone else. That's not what I'm interested in. That's not, yes. that doesn't align with how I believe that my perimenopause years are going to look or my expectations for myself through this huge change in life, but it might work for somebody else. It's not for me. And once we start to kind of like have that solid foundation of of our core beliefs about ourselves, um, I think that that kind of maybe, hopefully, this is all in theory. I haven't done this yet. <laughs> right. we're, we're preaching to ourselves Yes, here, preaching right? to ourselves mm-hmm. first. Um, but that maybe can help us to navigate the overwhelm and make sense of the competing voices, the critters, and, um, and have a bit a little bit more from foundation. In it. Yes. So I will tell you a book that is helping me. And Meg, from from the most unexpected places, sometimes comes encouragement. And this is a children's picture book. Okay. That a really good dear friend of mine who's um, a pediatrician sent for Jubilee. And it's called Bodies Are Cool. It's by Tyler Fetter. Okay. Meg, it, it has a beautiful rhyme. Bodies are cool. Big bodies, little bodies, squishy bodies, knobby bodies. Like, you know, and it does the range of skin tones. Um, but I'm going to tell you, the reason I keep reading it to Jubilee is not for her. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm reading it for me. And the truth is, the reason I bring it up now is because when I was first started seeing those different size bodies, I was very uncomfortable. Mm, mm-hmm. I was like... Are those beautiful? Mm-hmm. I know. I can't. Can I say that? Can I believe that? Mm. Can I do this work in my heart mm. and in my mind? And so, like right now, I'm even just tearing up. Yeah. About what has been sewn into my my mind and heart yeah. about body sizes and bodies and what they look like. And so that I just want to say, believe it or not. Midlife women, maybe get that picture book. Yes. And read it to yourself every day. Yeah. And look at those pictures and start doing the hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I, like you said, starting with our own heart is, is really key. Okay. So, with the bodies are cool thing, I, this is, this is, okay, Meg, I bring up this movie way too often Fried Green Tomatoes. Yes. But A, that's my age. Also, I feel like that was the first movie I ever saw that really talked about women in midlife. Yes. And the screaming and the smashing 
And one of the really uncomfortable things is they looked at their bodies. And I'm not going to talk about which parts they looked at because I just can't do that. But I do want to say, look at your body and touch your body Mm -hmm. and thank your body. And if it's squishy, just go, oh, it's just squishy. Okay. Um, I have a prescription that I didn't run by you, but... um, I think we should walk around naked more. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I think we should work on seeing our bodies. Yes. And not cringing. Yes. And not being frustrated. Yeah. And not gasping. We need to become comfortable literally in our own skin. Mm -hmm. And my roommate and I, were we were called the nakeds in college because we were just naked all the time. And it made really (laughs) people I love this about you so much. (laughs) And... I still tend to do that, and so I have to be careful because, you know, I have old sons and daughters. And, but I do think part of becoming comfortable with our body during this journey is seeing it. Yes. And not hiding it yeah. and just walking around in our rooms when we're alone and just, hey, this is me. I need to look at me. Yes. Me is a good thing to be. And, oh, that was a good title. Me is a good thing to be. That was amazing. Um, I was like, is that from the that book? Because that was really good. No, no, but I, I, need that. I need to copyright that. But walk around naked. I know it sounds silly, but I really think it's a healthy thing to do. Y'all, we also need to share words of affirmation with our friends. Yeah. Um, one of the conflicts I hear is we're not supposed to comment on anyone's bodies. But then I know that when people say, hey, you look beautiful today, do you get positive? Minnie, that outfit looks awesome. Yeah. That color is gorgeous on you. Like, yes. yeah. Meg, your skin is glowing. Right <laughs> Thank <here>. you. <laughs> so, um, okay, but I'm going to share one of the funniest things I do. Also, I think we need to limit our social media accounts. We need to watch that. Yes. Um, okay, so if we have the conversation with ourselves and we see which way we're leaning really hard, then you need to add more social accounts that come from the other side. Because if we're only seeing trim, fit, young 25-year-old bodies telling us we can do all the things, then guess what we're going to start to believe right. and think? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So really, really kind of do that. Also with friendships, mm-hmm. make sure you're surrounding yourself with people that are feeding what you want to believe Yes. and how you want your journey to um, be like. Mm-hmm. Um, and Meg, I'm going to tell you about something hilarious I'm doing. Okay. You know, I shared about it on Facebook once and people were like, what in the, what is Mindy doing? And especially men. And guess what? I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. So we're going to go back to Tawanda. Yes. And we're going to go to The Change, which is one of my new favorite books. And we're going to go to the primal screaming of women in the forest. And I am having a menopause party. Yes. So I did it. I am over... 395 or whatever now i hit i hit 365 days on january 1st this year you so I'm did it i did it my body did it and so i am officially in menopause i yeah. am done with perimenopause and i'm gonna have a party and i'm yes. gonna have a party i've sent the invites out we're gonna have just a group of women i want to celebrate women i want to yes. celebrate women friendships and i want to celebrate that it's good to celebrate the different seasons in our in our lives, not just when we become a teenager, not just when we become married, not just when we have our first baby, that this is a real season. Yes. And guess what? It, it's worth celebrating. Mm-hmm. Now, I haven't gotten a superpower like in The Change by Kirsten Miller, which is a real bummer, <laughs> but I am working on it. Yes. I, I think I, we all need to look at our superpowers, and that will be one of the things we do at my party. So everyone has to bring either a six-pack of craft beer, 
a bottle of wine, a box of chocolate, or a bag of chocolate, or a box of salty carbs. Yes. Um, Preferably Cheez-Its. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say. But these are not gifts for me. So what is going to happen is we're going to do like the white elephant kind of thing. Yes. So everybody will get to leave with a treat. Yes. That everyone brought. So I'm very excited about it. But I've been really wanting to do it with friends online too. So like as much, you know, I sent you the invitation in the text and you know, Meg lives in Oklahoma. I wish Oklahoma, I could and I live in New there. Mexico. Yes. So she can't. But so what I'm going to do, Meg, is I'm going to have an online I love it. menopause Mindy and women party. Yes. And everyone will be able to come to my Instagram account and I will have a link to share with you that's on Elfster. Yes. And you will fill it out and then you will commit to sending a between, I think we might do 10 or 15. I'll, I'll decide by the time this episode drops. Yeah. And you're going to send a gift card to somebody and an encouraging note that says, women, rock, continue on, badass, whatever you want to say. Yes. Go you. Yes. I am so whatever. All the good positive encouragement. And then you will mail that gift card to another woman that's coming to the menopause party. Yes. And that way we can all come to Mindy's party. But I'll also just take this moment to celebrate each other and encourage each other. So. Yeah, it's kind of weird. No. I didn't get to have a 50th um, because my 50th yeah. happened in April of 2020. So I didn't get to have a oh, 50th birthday man. party. And, and now I'm like, you know what? I love parties, Meg. Like, I, yes. I love, love parties. Yeah. But I especially love parties that I get to host because then it's all my people. Like, as an extrovert, like when y'all were talking about the Myers Briggs, I'm an ENFJ. Mm-hmm. Um, no, sorry, I'm an ENFP. I'm very close between. Okay. But I'm an ENFJ, and I was like, isn't that what you are? I'm an ENFP. Yes. You're an ENFP. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's what I am. I'm an ENFP. Okay. And so I was like, oh, I mean, and I'm a two. Yes. On the you have so, strong two hello? energy. Strong. <laughs> yes. The two is strong with Mindy. Yes. <laughs> but so having a party with all my people, yeah. ah, I'm like in heaven. Get to watch them, get to know each other. And when I walk around a party at my house and everyone's talking and smiling, I am like, Yes. As high as can be. Yes. And so this is a way that I can in- invite you guys. Yes. I can invite the awesome. Yes. Um, to come to a menopause party. Um, how weird is that? Is that pretty weird? I don't think it's weird at all. Again, we are doing the work of trailblazing. I, <laughs> I'm i like, normalize menopause parties. I think we all need to start planning our own right now, what we want it to look like, no matter how far out we might be from it. But we need to plan and promise to ourselves when I hit that. 365 mark i'm having a party baby there you go and i mean it's to me like you said it's an encouragement and it's trailblazing i want to have all those women friends come who are just beginning maybe or they're not quite even starting perimenopause to have basically a community of women go hey we're in this together. Yes. you have any questions? Yes. Let's talk. We, we kicked all the men out of the house. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a conversation. Grab a beer. Grab a Coke. Grab a Cheez-It. Let's chat. Well, this is an important part of the function of a baby shower. This is an important part of yes. the function of a wedding shower. These, these huge yes. milestones in the lives of women have generally been accompanied by women who are there to support and give advice and to say, we've we've been here. Let's, let's talk through what this looks like. And it's like, it just dropped off after your fertility years. There's no more coming together. There's no more celebrating. There's no more milestone marking. Um, that is a great point. And the next like mm-hmm. milestone in your life is that you die and you don't get to experience your right. own and you wake die. and funeral, you know? 
You don't even get to go to that no. point. You know, when I was doing my podcast, Bookend Homeschoolers, we talked about I really want to normalize having parties for moms when their kids turn 16. Yeah. Or 18. Yeah. Uh, one of those. Because that is a whole different thing. Yeah. And parenting adult children needs needs some showering, needs some loving, yes. needs that community. Yeah. And I think, yeah, you're right. This is like a baby shower with a whole different theme. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Um, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing you at the party um, cyber. I viewing. will be there yeah. virtually for sure. And we there will have all of the information that you guys need to be able to sign up and participate as well. If you would like to celebrate Mindy and menopause and women and just being next to each other, just like holding hands on the path and let's go, like we're doing this. It's going to happen eventually. If you are fortunate enough to age into the menopausal years, it will happen mm-hmm. to you. Yep. <laughs> so exactly, exactly. let's all hold hands and go through it together for sure. Yay. So oh, thanks, Meg. Andy, this was so good. Just as always, I just, I always feel so seen in oh, talking good. with you. You have the wonderful grace of being able to be candid and honest and forthright and also so filled with grace and also still so curious about yourself and about how you are experiencing and interpreting things and what it looks like to dig into that. I think that you are a fantastic role model for us in that. So thank Thank you for, thank you for presence in the show and, and for agreeing to even more midlife with Mindy and Meg. I love it. Looking forward to it. All right. So if people do want to find you, um, on social media and all around the web, where can we go to find you, my friend? I am addicted to Instagram. I'm over there every 10 minutes or so. And you can find me at Grateful for Grace there on Instagram. Okay. You can find me on social media at Sorta Awesome Meg. You can find the show by searching Sorta Awesome, whatever platform you're on. We would love to see you on social media and um, hear your thoughts. Get, We'd love to hear your feedback. Of course, we always would love to have you in the Sorta Awesome Hangout on Facebook. We have almost 6,000 women who are showing up to support each other through the ups and downs and daily business of life over on Facebook. So come and join us there. Awesome. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.